Hey everyone, I'm Brenda and I'm Julia, and you're listening to Roaring Twenties Podcast. Your 20s are known as both the most exciting and most confusing years of your life. We're here to share our stories, to have real and raw conversations, and best of all, to make you feel a little less alone. This podcast was brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Roaring Twenties Podcast. First of all, I know I sound a little weird, and it's because I'm having horrible <laughs> allergies, so please excuse my, my tone. Today, we're going to continue our conversation that we just touched on in our mini episode on Friday about the Black Lives Matter movement because it's so important and it has been the center of most of our conversations and thoughts as it should be. So me and Brenda are gonna, you know, kind of just talk about allyship and understanding and conversation and learning and listening and I just, I want to say that like we're not perfect yet and we may not speak eloquently or perfectly on this because we are learning and unlearning and doing our best to contribute to this movement in the best way that we can and that for me is like changing every day and like learning how I can be the best ally is changing every day whether it's donating or just reading and taking in information or having conversation I think it's important that we keep learning and that that we're open to realizing oh maybe you know what I did yesterday wasn't wasn't great and I could do better and I think that's really important so yeah. yeah oh absolutely and and we acknowledge and we want you guys to know right off the bat with this episode we we are open to being corrected obviously you know we want to educate ourselves we want to grow on this topic but we just want you to know right off the bat anything we say in this episode is well intended um you guys are our friends right all of our listeners are our friends friends helping friends has always been our our little motto and that is what we want to do here and in the same way that off the air we've been having deep uncomfortable you know difficult conversations with people People in our lives we want to make sure that we're doing the same on a platform that fully represents what what we believe in and I think it's important that with anything we say you know we're trying to be productive so this conversation we are so so we said on our previous episode on Friday to our black community to our black listeners to the black community in general that we stand with you we want to be better allies we acknowledge our privilege and we're doing our best in this space. That being said, this particular conversation um, is going to be a little bit more of processing what is kind of going on being a white woman, white women. And the reason for that is because often we're not having these conversations with people in our lives and we want to make sure we have an example of what that looks like. Not only for you to feel less alone, but I think the less alone you feel in this situation, the more you're able to fill your cup and be able to fight for others. So that is the purpose of this conversation is to educate ourselves to together to have an example of what thoughts are for two white women in this space so that we can best support our black community and best be be better allies and I think I think what's really important about that is like yes like there are a lot of ways that we can contribute and help and like whether Mm -hmm. that's donating signing petitions going to the protests making the calls sending the emails that is all very important and me and Brenna have been taking a large part in that and I encourage everybody else too as well but 
another really important part of it is having the conversations and continuing to have the conversations not just mm-hmm. have the conversation this week or this day because you know it's at the forefront of everybody's news and social media it's about having these conversations for a lifetime and it's about having these conversations with people yes that do agree with this human rights issue and you know process it together and see how we can go together to help in the best way and learn the best way to be allies but also to have these conversations with people in our lives that maybe we love friends and family but do not see with open eyes what's going on and maybe maybe those conversations are really can be really hard to have and I think that what me and Brenna want to do here today is like you know have a little bit of a conversation with it so that you guys can have this conversation with us and maybe feel more empowered and inclined to go now go out and have that conversation with your white friend or family member who doesn't I don't know I have no better words to say but who doesn't see it clearly like who right who is on the wrong side of the fence and that I think that that's the point here is to like have this conversation with us so that you guys our listeners can have it with us here and then be more empowered to go out and have it have it with other people as well and just and also with like continuing this conversation you know with our friends and our family now also I think it's really important to think about like these are the conversations that we're gonna have down the line with our children and Mm -hmm. I know that for me personally like I want to be the most educated informed person to have this conversation now with my peers and then to have it later you know with my children with people who I want to bring up who don't hate people based on the color of their skin Mm. and I just wanted to say I know that because this is a conversation that we kind of said uh, are is a conversation by two white women, right? Well, I am um, a lot of you know that I was born in Paraguay in South America and I moved to the United States when I was three years old, but I am Latina. And the only reason why I'm referring to myself as white in the rest of this conversation is because I am white passing and I haven't experienced any discrimination based on the color of my skin. So I just wanted to clarify that, make sure there's no confusion for the rest of this conversation. We we know that this conversation is the center of especially social media right now. And we want to say that we believe in the power of, of sharing on social media because it absolutely spreads awareness. That's where we found out where the petitions are, where the pre-formatted essays are to send all of the things and it's super super helpful but these conversations are extra powerful and impactful off of social media and that is something that not everyone is going to see and I think this is one of the mediums that that is most powerful so we are committed just one of the few ways with you guys is every Monday our final segment of the day is going to be us sharing a resource of either a black creator um, something we may have learned from a course that we're taking right now on anti-racism something that we either we've done or something we've learned about something we've seen that we can share with you to make this a continuous part of the conversation as opposed to two simple episodes throughout this process. So we acknowledge going into this conversation that this is not about us. It's not about us. It's about others that have faced oppression for years and years and years. It's coming to to light right now. Thank goodness it's about time. Um, But there's a lot that we acknowledge that has been very passive probably in our own lives too. So we are trying to be intentional with acknowledging where we may have fallen short without even intending to. And I think that's a really big part is for people who, who love so hard and um, who believe in equality at their core, nobody wants to say, oh shoot, like, you know, there's a little piece of me that was passively racist in some sort of way. It's a really hard thing to admit. It's uncomfortable. um, But I think there are little things if we 
start to acknowledge and, and talk about that we can make those little changes that turn into big ones. And then hopefully by the time, you know, Julia and I do have kids, there is a big change, not only within the hearts of people who don't see this as an issue at all, um, that there's a big change within people that have those little passive things going on. And then also so that we're in, you know, so that there's reform, so that there's all of these things that we are pushing for right now. So that is our commitment on the podcast to continue having this conversation weekly by sharing a resource. And yeah, I guess we'll, we're, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I, and me and Brenda like did, I mean, we guys are, we're just like talking right now. Like we're just trying to be so authentic with like how we're, you know, processing everything. So we're just talking yeah. and like, we definitely like went back and forth for a little while of like, should we do a Monday episode? Because, because it's not about us, mm-hmm. but the the reason we chose to do it is to have this conversation to inspire other people to go and continue to have mm-hmm. these conversations. Right. And because it's it's not about us, but we play a big role in the change because we have the power to use our voices to amplify and our privilege and our privilege to amplify the black community. So it is really something that we're we're passionate about and doing our best. And I think a really great and honest, authentic thing that I should say is we're freaking scared. We are scared of saying something wrong. We're scared of offending someone. We're scared of, you know, you guys thinking we're making it about us. We're, <laughs> you know, of what people are going to say about this conversation. But we know where our hearts are. We know we want to stand with the black community. We know we want to educate our fellow white women. And if white men listen to this and, and everyone on how they can be better allies and how they can acknowledge their privilege. And that comes with having hard uncomfortable conversations where we might say the wrong thing but we also don't want to stay silent on a topic and have you guys assume we're relying on an issue that is very much important to us and very much at the at the forefront of what we're trying to do so we'll hop into the conversation uh now but but just know that you know we have the best intention here and we know it's not about us but it's about how we can best fight for others yeah yeah absolutely so I think a really, I guess a place to start is possibly around the area of privilege. And I know we're probably going to have an entire episode on privilege. So maybe just like touching on this for a second. I really struggled with understanding the idea of privilege, I think, because I I knew it existed, but I just feel like there are so many words that are thrown around that I like didn't fully, I don't know, just fully grasp. Um, And I think the best thing that I've come across with privilege is that it doesn't mean that anyone has had an easy life. Like the idea of white privilege specifically doesn't mean you've had it easy, doesn't mean you've never faced hard hardships or anything of the sort and the the real core of of white privilege is that you know you've had certain advantages um in your life that you'll advantages yeah advantages that you've never had to think about in your life because of the color of your skin like you've had certain access to things or situations or whatever it may be simply because of the color of your skin while someone else has faced the entirely the opposite right and also it's as simply put as like you can have struggle in your life like no matter where you come from or what you look like you can face disability and disadvantages in your life but the color of your skin will never be one of them Mm. like you may have I don't know mental health issues or maybe you were born into a poor family or maybe you have an illness or a physical disability whatever it is that you know everyone has everyone faces hardship in their life but the color of your skin will never be one of those hardships mm-hmm. yeah and there's a lot of really honestly resources on I'm not saying TikTok is your is your go 
go-to source of information, <laughs> but I have Wait, seen it. I don't, I don't really use TikTok, but I've seen it like streaming a really, really powerful example of it's a black man and a white woman that I believe he's married to. And they're holding up their fingers, never have I ever style. Um, and it's taught, it's giving little examples of like privilege, white privilege 101. And it's talking about have never seen someone cross the street um, just by like at the sight of you, like and, and putting fingers down. And at the very end of, a, I think, maybe the 10 questions, the white woman still had about nine fingers up and the black man had had all of his fingers down and they have the sweetest oh most God, beautiful wow. looking little little child but but yeah I, I just I think that that was very things like that I just I just think are so powerful and just helping you think yeah absolutely and I think vid- like you yeah. know what I love about videos like that and mm-hmm. it's like of course like TikTok is not TikTok and Instagram or whatever no like the, the greatest news sources neither is our real news to throw in but um <laughs> to add <laughs> just to add um but it, i i think that like when you see something like that there's like a tinge in your heart like i hope for anyone even mm-hmm. even someone who maybe is racist like i hope that there's a fucking tinge in your heart to see like human life and mm-hmm. like to it's when it's so gentle like that even though it's a not gentle topic i think mm-hmm. it like helps us empathize and i think empathy is like literally the basis of of life of living a peaceful life of living you mm-hmm. know any kind of progressive life no absolutely life. Like, we need to have empathy yeah and i think a really a, a a big thing too that I've been seeing a lot is about listening and supporting and like how to go about listening to black voices while like simultaneously amplifying them but not speaking for them yeah Um, yeah yeah we do have a privilege obviously but I think a big part is is using our power to spread awareness but not particularly putting words in someone else's mouth because of course we can't we can't we can listen to someone's experience and we can feel for them and we can want to change it but we'll never fully know what that experience was like Mm -hmm. you know like we can't we could try to put ourselves in someone's shoes but we can't all at once experience their emotion and i think that's a really a really big piece and i know julie and i mentioned like of course we're we're nervous during this conversation of saying the wrong thing but we have this conversation without hitting record anyway <laughs> you know right. like so and and as we should be like we're having i would say 90% of our conversation that have been during this past you know week have been Mm. about the black lives matter movement about privilege about learning and unlearning Mm -hmm. and as it should be and i the only thing that i'm a little ashamed about is that we haven't had them before and like you know yes we have here and there but, but it, has it hasn't been, been at the forefront of our conversations and it freaking should be. So yeah, no, absolutely. And I think you, you bring up a, a good point too about being ashamed. And I, I agree. I'm equally as ashamed and like, re- but I think that is a big piece is acknowledging, Hey, I haven't had these conversations before, but guess what? Just because I'm ashamed doesn't mean I don't have to have them. Like I can have oh, them now. Yeah. And I think our friend group has particularly honestly really impressed me. And me that's not to say, that's not to say that like we, sh- that we have to be impressed by people caring about human rights not what i'm saying at all um i'm just saying it's impressed me in the way we've been so diligent about having our own opinions having difficult conversations and also trying to understand the perspective of other people there are a lot of little bits and pieces on this movement and just everything going on in the world that like hit in different places for each of us and i think we've just been no matter what our opinion is 
we've been very receptive to, okay, hey, do you think you could tell me a little bit more about why, you know, why this statement means what it means or why this situation means what it means? And it's just been really, I think we've, every day, I think since this all started, we've been like, hey, I just found this resource, really great resource. Hey, this book, we should start a book club on this. Like, it's just, I think it's important twofold this this particular example is it's important to surround yourself by the right people that will that are like-minded and all this stuff and the more difficult part is it's important to have conversations with people that already don't agree with you so i know you know i've seen on and on like your your uncle at, at the at the dinner table who might be making these comments like it's it it's gonna be uncomfortable i'm not even gonna say it might be like it's gonna be uncomfortable to have conversations with people that are really set in their ways and in their thoughts but the reality is they, they believe it it's very normal to think that, unfortunately, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So already it's so difficult to have anyone unlearn anything. So it's going to be a process. And I think it's important to have patience with yourself because often it can feel exhausting in the same way. I can only imagine it's been exhausting for the Black community to try and fight for their community for years and years and years and feel so much pushback and feel unheard and unseen. So in the same way to embody a layer of patience in someone who is not receptive to what you're trying to give them and not allow it to have you give up and just decide, oh, well, that's the way they are. You know, it, it goes by yeah. pushing beyond that. Yeah, and that's how we can use our privilege, calling each other out, having those mm -hmm. hard conversations. You know, I think that other than like, donating money if you have money like that's like one of the best things that we can possibly do and that what you said before about like our group chat which I really do love like how important it is just to check yourself constantly be checking yourself but also to remember and this is why it's important to have the conversations with people that agree with you and with people that don't that it is not the black community's job to educate us it's our job to educate ourselves and it's our job to educate our other white friends so like that's why I really have been impressed with our group chat because I feel like literally all day long we're sending materials we're sending resources and it's is our job to educate each other and to educate ourselves and it's not the black community's job to do that for us so that's why I've been so impressed with it because it's been a constant tool of education and I encourage you to get in a group chat with like a bunch of your friends too and send resources all day long have the conversations check each other talk about how you guys can reach out to people in your lives that are on the wrong side of the fence. And I just think that it's been such a powerful tool for us to become more educated and to become better allies that I really encourage other people too. And Ghost really agrees because she is working She does. She's store. so passionate about she it. She's passionate about this movement. She really is. You could tell. No, I, I so agree, you. I really do. And I, I think the, the, the part that something really stood out to me. I'm going to be super real with you guys. And before I say it, I'm going to say, this is not about me. I understand it's not about me. It's not about Julia. Um, we are only a piece of the equation. And I, I'm i only saying this because I believe a lot of people in the white community might relate to this. And then I want to tell you what gave me a like reality check, but then also had me kind of uh, evolve my thoughts on this topic is that after a few days I did, I, I felt a little like overwhelmed. I was like, oh my God, I want to help. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do it. Um, I've signed all the petitions. I've, I've posted this. Is that enough? And I know this might even receive backlash because it's not, it's not about me, but I just want to say that I think a lot of people are feeling that way, but this is not a one week type of thing of getting burnt out and then not having the energy to fight beyond this. This is going to be a lifelong fight. And I think it's really, really important to acknowledge that this is not just post on social media 
for 24 hours of the day for one week. Um, so if it's going to be better for you to say, all right, hey, I have these three resources I'm going to share on my feed today. Uh, tomorrow, I'll share this one resource, blah, 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 continue this conversation, but not, you know, burn myself out. Um, I think that's important. You are allowed to have feelings. You're allowed to have, you know, to feel for the black community, even if you deeply acknowledge that you're like, this hasn't happened to me. But boy, I, I, I feel so, so hard and feel so much for people that I that I know that have experienced this people that I don't know that have experienced this. You're allowed to have feelings, but it's important to not put those feelings on people in in the black community. And that's why we want to have this conversation too, is because I, I think it's very easy to invalidate um, in the same way that privilege isn't meant to invalidate any struggle you've ever faced, white privilege that is, it, it's not meant to say, you know, you've never had a struggle in your life ever and, it, and it's not valid. It just means that there are so many deeper layers to being a black person in, in this in this world. So in that same way, I don't think anyone in the black community is trying to tell you like like that your feelings on this topic don't matter. I really don't believe that. I, I just think it's not fair to put that on them when they are very likely experiencing so much. So this is the space. Have these conversations with, with people that are having the same experiences as you. And that is what we are trying to put out there. Um, but along with that, the way my thought has evolved on this is how can I do my part every week, every day to keep this conversation going? And how can I also, how can we also prioritize or take care of our mental health? Because we cannot fight for others if we, you know, if we can not get out of bed, right? Like, how are you going to be an, an ally? How are you going to be an advocate? Um, how are you going to amplify melanated voices without speaking for them if you are really struggling with your mental health right now? So I think it's important to acknowledge that no one's telling you to ignore the struggles in your life. No one's telling you that they're not valid. They're just saying this needs to be a bigger part of the conversation because this community has faced oppression for years and years and years. And you, with your privilege, have an opportunity to make a difference. So if we all unite, if we all acknowledge, we have the power to come together and actually make a change. It's unfortunate that it's taken this long, but felt it was important to say that. And I hope I said it okay. Berna, you could not have said it better. Like, you, I wholeheartedly agree. You could not have said it better. And I love that you threw in the word opportunity. I feel like so many people are, like, I see on social media, like, oh my god, the world is, like, burning and blah, blah, blah. But, like, actually, the world is opening up that this opportunity that we're taking now, that we should have taken a long fucking time ago, but, like, it, it is opportunity to take a change, to play a role. And I just think that that, to spin it in the positive way of, like, we're going to make a change, a positive change for human life, for for a more peaceful society. Like, it's it's beautiful. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you so much, June. I think flipping our perspective means everything. If we look at this as like something that's draining and that the world is falling apart and then, oh, there came Corona and now there's this. Like, no, look at this as like, whoa, the, the people are, are listening. People are starting to listen. It's deeply unfortunate that a man had to, to be killed, murdered in order for us to see it this way. But let's hope that everything that we're doing right now is... You know, oh my God, I think of that video of his daughter saying, Daddy changed the world. And it like, oh my God, oh my God it, it like, it, it, oh my, I don't even have the words. <laughs> um, so like, like, let's unite. Let's do this together. Let's have these conversations. And I think also owning up to it. So Ju, you just said it and you just said, I'm ashamed that this hadn't happened sooner. And I agreed with you. And I believe that what you said is powerful and is something we can all do because there is a lot that I would never look at you, Julia, and say, you are a bad person. You don't care about others. I would never think that. But I think it's important for us to acknowledge like, hey, there's a lot that's ingrained in us that we have come to believe is normal, even if it's not intended to to be right like there's so much that 
passive racism, right? Things that we don't acknowledge we do, don't intend to do, right? There's so many people we love and care about in the black community and would never want to hurt them or people we don't know, but it's stuff that's ingrained in us. So I think the most responsible and respectful thing we can do is say, listen, I didn't do this before. I didn't put enough attention on this before, but I want to do it now. Mm -hmm. And the same thing goes for things as as simple as to me, like me acknowledging I did not follow many black women on my social media account. I didn't that on like uh, on other accounts. Right. I I have a personal account where I talk about wellness. I didn't follow as many black women as as I and, and am I like extremely active on it when I'm, you know, no, but it's something I acknowledge and I said, you know what, but I have the power to change that right now. If I want to hear more and understand more from black women, then I have to literally put myself in a place where I can consume their content, mm-hmm. you know? And so, luckily we live in the age of social media that like, it's pretty dang easy. It's so easy. It's, it's just follow, easy follow, follow. Other people's stories and to see other people's points of view and to hear other people's opinions. It's a, a, with a yeah. click of a button and then an a open click of mind. A button. And we, we already have learned from this, Jew. I know with all things going on social media, with movements and all that, you know, there was certain movements and stuff that, that were put out in terms of like muting yourself and all that. And there was so much that Julie and I learned simply because we were intentional about following more Black creators that we were yep. like, okay, let's participate in this. And then we were like, hold up, hold up. All of these Black creators are speaking up and and literally, not that they have to, but educating us on this topic. And because of that, we knew how to, what to do next. Exactly. You know? Yeah. I'm thankful to live in an age where education and other voices and, I don't know, is so easily accessible. And it, it's it's just, I don't know. I can't. I'm no, no. Shoot. It's no, just no, no. shocking. It's just still, sh- it's just like, it's so naive, but it's just like still, sh- this is naive. What I'm about to say is fucking naive, but like, it's just still so shocking to me that like, it's just about like human rights and it's just about human life and like that, what like what this is about at the end of the day, what this is about at the end of the day is like respect. It's about love. It's about equality. And like, why not? All that, respect, equality, love, sounds way easier than hate and racism and injustice, at least to me. I don't know. Yeah, no, I I get what you're saying. I do. And that's the harsh, the harsh reality of it all is that that's the way things... I, I want to say we're, right? I want to say we're, um, but that's hopefully the way things are no longer going to be because so many people are stepping in. And I have to say, I've, I've definitely noticed a really, really large chunk of our 20s community um, stepping in. And I just, I think it's a really, I think often we are afraid to share our opinions. We're afraid to disagree with our elders on something really strong so many different things so i just i just want to say i'm i'm particular like i feel like the 20s community is often like looked at as like contributing absolutely nothing but i just want to say i i really um i think a lot of people in our generation are really really stepping up for human rights as i wish we would have sooner but we're doing it now and we're here we're listening and we're trying to learn and i hope that we i know we will so if you're a part of our little boring 20s community um, you'll definitely be part of the conversation from here on out, but I hope people beyond continue to do that. Yeah. We'll make sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I, we had talked about it before we started recording, like the episode that we did the other week on choosing oh, yourself. Yes. It w- we had recorded that episode right after George Floyd's murder 
I know me and Brenda were feeling quite heavy, but it was kind of right before, like, the real movement had begun. And we just were, you know, uh, we touched upon what was got, what what we saw was coming, this beautiful movement. And then we went into a conversation about, like, if you guys hadn't heard it yet, about aligning, choosing ourselves, and how a lot of that is aligning our actions with our higher beliefs. And I really, like, one, go listen to that episode if you want to understand what we're talking about. Two, like, how important it is to really take the time for each and every individual to sit down and be like, what are my, what are my beliefs? What do I believe in in this world? Then it goes to, okay, so how can I make my actions align with, with that belief? Yes. Heck yes. Holy (laughs) shit, Julia. Heck yeah. She said it. No, that's it. That's it. It's literally taking a freaking step back, reflecting on what it is you say you value and what do you spend your time doing? Does that align with those beliefs? And if it doesn't, then you can shift them because we could say all we want, like, I am not racist. I am not a bad person. Like, we could say all those things and they could very well be inherently true. But when you actually take a step to reflect on, like, you know, I believe in blah, 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 and then actually evaluate what you spend your time doing. Like if you value this movement and you want to see this change, what are you doing? And we're not saying you need to spend 24 hours a day supporting this movement. No, but like, what are you doing on this day? What are you, Mm. you know, every step counts. Every little step is heard because it's either seen by someone else, you're talking to someone else, you're reflecting on yourself, which inherently makes you a better equipped to really understand what you're doing because we live so passively, right? So if we're being intentional about, oh my gosh, and not being afraid to admit you're wrong, you know, not being afraid to say all right this is my reality I didn't follow all of these black creators before but I'm being intentional about it now I want to listen to more black voices right now and I think that aren't aligning with my true beliefs Mm -hmm. so how can I do that yes exactly and I think that's like that in itself will be so transformative yeah and also so much of what we think we believe at the surface Mm -hmm. is passed down to us from you know our parents from society from social media whatever so like really taking the time and I'm really kind of saying this for someone on the wrong side of the fence of like taking the time to be like okay so how have my thoughts been influenced by like my parents my family my community and then asking yourself do I really believe that Mm -hmm. and what do what do I really believe and like checking the things that you have been taught and asking yourself, is that really something that I want for the world, for myself? Do I really believe this? And think that that's just so important. And I like, I have a little deep down hope that for a lot of people that, you know, are on the wrong side of the fence, if they take the time to think about it, maybe we'll realize that they, that it's not what they believe. Yeah. And Drew, I think what you said before about like, we, t- we keep saying education, education, like, wh- and then it's like, what does that mean? Like, where do I even start? And I think a lot of the controversies and like combative, you know, back and forth that come out, do I believe that some of the people are on that, you know, on, not on the right side of history right now? Yes. But do I believe that some inherently good people that are not racist and like are just fully not getting the picture, like something as what what is now simple to us, as simple as this whole Black Lives Matter versus All Lives Matter type of thing. Like, mm-hmm. I genuinely believe a lot of people do believe Black Lives Matter and do believe in the movement, but simply don't get the education piece behind it. That it's not saying that other lives don't matter. Right. You know what I'm like in the same way as privilege. Like I there are so many people that I I know personally that I do not believe are inherently trying to say an offensive thing and simply don't have that piece. Like it doesn't click for them in their heads. 
that it's like no one's saying that all lives don't matter right. you know I just think it's important that like we can no longer excuse that I think oh absolutely time, and I know that that's what you're saying yeah, yeah. I, think, I think for a long time we excuse we we believe that we know you know someone is a good person or a good mm-hmm. family member or you know we love them because they share our blood or whatever but like I think for a long time we've excused those things like not excused outright hate but excused that what you just said like that misunderstanding and I think that what's important right now and what's really coming to light is that like we can no longer excuse that so absolutely yeah and I think and that's where the the, having the conversations come in yeah and sometimes like I think we sometimes we fear and it and it might be a harder one and sometimes I think it might not even be as it might be as simple as like hey hey aunt 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 Sarah like (laughs) hey I I know you're a good kind-hearted person and I I saw your response to this and I just kind of I wanted to check in with you like do you do you recognize what it is that you're saying because this is what it means and Mm. and and like what are your thoughts on that you know and literally opening up a conversation because another piece sometimes do things have to be like more uh combative for people in terms of your words that is with your family members for people to like sometimes hear you or or whatever we want to say yes but I think sometimes like it's it's just if we don't start combative to something in a conversation often people don't like automatically bring their guard up and like feel like they can't even listen to us because they're frustrated with the way we're approaching something I think if we lead with kindness and lead with love in the way that we want the world to do and allow that person to kind of to, to hear what they're saying so that you better know how to respond to them and be like oh that's what you thought no no aunt sarah that's not what they're saying they're not saying that yeah like no yeah um that's not what's going on they like we are truly truly fighting for the rights of humans in this world and 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 that's what it's about and i think stuff sometimes it can be that type of conversation and and sometimes it won't be and it'll be a longer it'll be one of the people you're you're working on for longer but that doesn't mean that you can't continue to fight that you can't continue to speak your mind and listen um and that you can't take care of yourself too along the way because those can coexist yeah I think that we you know obviously this conversation could go on all day long and beyond because it's so important and there's so many aspects to it and again you know like obviously me and Brenda are trying to educate ourselves as best as possible and continuously change and learn and grow specifically around this topic I hope that exactly what Brenda said like that this conversation has inspired you or empowered you to go and start to have these conversations with people on the that that do agree with you and with people that are maybe still on the wrong side of the fence yeah and also like we said kind of check yourself and be honest with yourself like say you know what no matter where I stand right now I can change it. So if there are passive things that are going on in your life uh, or that that you're acting on or, or whatever acknowledge them move beyond them how can you correct them and let them go, you know, don't harp on what you were doing, what you were doing, learn from them, understand them, correct yourself and move forward. And I know we mentioned this is going to be a Monday episode, of course. So we want to make sure that we are following through with our word. And this is our deeper take on this conversation. I'm sure we will have more. But every Monday, we do want to share some sort of resource with you guys to really dedicate ourselves to continuing to have this conversation and and for you guys as well. So there is a website, it's called blacklivesmatter.carrd.com co slash and i'm sure julia will link this in the show notes it has a map of all uh sorry it has petitions it has places you can text or call donation more resources place to ways to educate yourself so many different resources all in one place so please 
uh, check that out, see, see what you can learn, see what you can do, and let's continue to make this a safe place for everyone in this world together. Yes. Thank you, Brenda, for sharing that. And and we'll be sharing your resource every Monday episode. That one is just has so much amazing, easy, clickable things. And before we like wrap up, I, I have been consuming a lot of content made by black creators uh, and they're incredible. And I, I encourage everybody else to do that too. But I am also watching this show on Netflix called Somebody Feed Phil. And it's just it's just like very lighthearted and very beautiful and happy and it's Phil. He goes to other cities uh, around the world and like eats the food and learns about the people and it's just so beautiful about, it's just made me really think a lot about like unity and peace and celebrating other cultures that are outside of our own and I really encourage everyone to go watch that too alongside with the other with the other content you're consuming but he did an episode and it's so this has literally like in in no way does this actually have to do with what this episode was about and what is going on in the world but I feel like I sometimes learn a lot through like metaphor so he he was he did this episode in Israel and obviously Israel has been at war with itself and the people in it for hundreds and hundreds of years and he he said this this quote at the end of the episode i'll read it to you guys and for some reason it just made me really think about what's going on today and like how beautiful a a peaceful world would be and how how important it is for people to feel safe and and celebrated and and protected and valued um I don't know why. So this is, I'll read the quote, but he's, he's talking about Israel. But for me, it transcended that. But the quote he said was, The world today so often focuses on fault lines, highlighting differences and amplifying only the most extreme voices. In such a climate, it becomes all too easy to develop preconceived notions about a people or a place. If you want to know what Israel's really like, you got to come here. Walk the streets. Meet the people. Eat the food. I've been welcomed here with warmth and openness by everybody. I've witnessed how shared experiences are helping forge a bond based on mutual respect and discover joy and communion at the Israeli table. It's a table that celebrates the taste and values of everyone. And it's no question that delicious food has the power to bring us together. Can you imagine visiting such a place? And I just thought that was so beautiful. Oh my god, it's so beautiful. Are you kidding? Yeah. And I just thought it totally like transcended you know, he was talking about Israel, but I think it really transcends that. And like, I don't know, I just thought that that was beautiful. And it really spoke to me about like everything that's going on. Oh my gosh, yes, Drew, in in every single way that connecting with with people that might look different than us learning about each other, sharing those experiences, you know, literally everything. I'm yes, it fits. I can't believe you question that. (laughs) (laughs) He also has an episode in New Orleans, which is incredible. And it totally like it is such a celebration of black culture in New Orleans. And it is such a fun, beautiful episode. I encourage everybody to go watch it. And there's this woman that has this restaurant there. She's 94 years old, this black woman, and she is incredible and she cooked for Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and there's pictures of him in her restaurant and her restaurant in New Orleans was was this hub for the civil rights movement and it's so such an incredible episode so go watch somebody feeds Phil New Orleans episode because it's really, <laughs> it's really beautiful 
Yes. Ugh, all of the yes. We hope this conversation was powerful for you guys, that you'll check out the resources, both my my little link and also Julia's shows. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today, for listening, and just know everything we said is coming from a place of, of love and care and desire for unity and like Julia's quote said, mutual respect and understanding. And we hope to continue this conversation with you guys, uh, sending you love, and we'll see you Friday. See you Friday. Bye. Thanks for listening to Roaring Twenties Podcast. Be sure to rate and review wherever you get your podcasts and please subscribe. You're never alone. Our pride sticks together. Tune in every Monday and Friday for new episodes of Roaring Twenties Podcast. You get to start your week with us and end your week with us. With With love, Brenda and Julia. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.